Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn that the world is not what it seems and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. Today we'll continue our discussion of what might or might not happen uh, after 2075 when we're all aware of the uh, big picture perspective and some of us have some of the abilities described for our future. The first uh, question I'll talk about today is what happens when we realize that we create what we experience? Well, one of the exciting things to think about is the possibility of playing new roles that we help to create ourselves. Even now, millions of us enjoy theater, whether it's plays or movies or something on the internet, where only selected, talented people get to play roles that have been created by someone's imagination as they either wrote a book or a screenplay. In these new circumstances, after 2075, we can all be stars of our own productions, bringing to life characters that we create in our imagination. What kind of new creative powers will be unleashed in these circumstances? It is stimulating just to think about it. Will we all be Academy Award winners? Given what uh, Bob Monroe witnessed and what Betty White, Raymond Lodge, and Frederick Myers told us after they, quote, died, a lot of us enjoy creating the environment of our choosing where we are very happy and experiencing whatever we wish in terms of objects and events. As noted earlier, apparently many inhabitants of what Monroe termed the belief system territories a lot of them uh, spend a lot of, quote, time there, sometimes centuries of our time, thinking they are in the heaven that they believed in while they were on earth. So now, let's consider what it will be like when we realize we are creating what we experience while living in a body here on earth right now. I'm assuming it won't be like the belief system territories, because we will still be living in an obstructed universe, where you can't immediately create whatever you think of. It would take time to create the events and objects we would like to experience. And it is likely that our ideas and creative abilities will still wind up bumping into others' conflicting ideas and actions. But to the extent that what we create does not conflict with others, it is possible that uh, after 2075 we'd be able to live our daily lives, eating the kind of food we like, in a home that's, that's just what we want, in the kind of natural environment that we prefer, whether it's mountains, seashores, or something else, doing the kinds of things that we enjoy. <clears throat> Does that mean that everyone will have a job they like? Will we even need jobs? Or will we learn to get our sustenance from the energy surrounding the earth? as Bob Monroe witnessed when traveling to the year 3000, which of course was one probable version of the Earth at that time. Since presumably we won't be identifying so closely with the physical body we are inhabiting, 
Will we spend a lot of time out of body, creating realities and environments that would be totally new to us? Or will life challenges center primarily around making the one physical earth that we are inhabiting as good as it can possibly be? Well, it's interesting that even now, some people create their own environments online, as well as personalities that are extensions of themselves, interacting with others in imaginary cities and towns, creating imaginary goods and services, trading imaginary money that somehow has value in our present physical world. Will they be able to create illusions of life and objects and events that seem very real to us? with real in quotes, people are currently using technology to experience such illusions. What is the result if we can create the illusions without technology? Simply exercising the powers of our mind and our emotions. Another issue to be addressed is the existence of negative or limiting realities. As things stand now, many people have endured physical, mental, and emotional suffering, but they've come through the experiences stronger for it. They might also have had strong emotional experiences of despair, hope, victory, joy, then sadness. So in a sense, the existence of our negative illusions has made the earth experience richer and more rewarding for some, contributing to their soul growth. Will that still be possible or even desirable? Will we still need to endure through sickness, poverty, or hunger, for example? Will we still need to endure through these things to achieve a rewarding life full of abundance and good health? Or will we see no need for such experiences and emotions? Now remember, Seth said that suffering is only good for the soul if it teaches us how to stop suffering. Interesting question here. And what about the excitement of uh, sporting events? We're all familiar with the excitement that comes with a game-winning home run or a 50-yard catch in football or a last-second basket in basketball. Will that still be possible? Will it still hold the same appeal? Well, probabilities come into play here also. If we are aware of a number of probabilities, will we still have these events but choose to experience a number of probable endings instead of just one, as we do now? This possibility applies to more than sports, of course. Will someone succeed in building a new business, creating a new form of cheap energy or nutrition? What about the joy of anticipation? If we know we can experience a number of probable outcomes, how do we still have a sense of anticipation? The excitement has been taken out of it, it would seem. And will we want to create realities that interact with those of others in a competitive way or a cooperative way or in some random fashion or in the way that delivers us the most excitement and pleasure? As you begin to think about all the possibilities, even with the restrictions of being still in the physical body, it's no wonder that Seth said there was no way we could even begin to comprehend some of the realities out there in the spirit world. And none of the words that we understand could come close to describing what they're like. But a number of us will indeed be experiencing the world here after 2075. 
So it would seem worthwhile to begin to speculate now about what life will be like and what it will mean to us. One thing's for sure, if, if millions of us know that we are eternal, power, powerful spirits and that a particular life we're choosing to experience here in the human time-space illusion, it's just one of many ways that we know ourselves and continually grow in awareness and capabilities, well, well we're going to have a very different perspective on what we're doing here and why. Will our single life here have anywhere near the importance we are currently assigned to it? Or will we see an entire life as just one of millions of interesting experiences that we choose to have in different realities which all have different root assumptions? A lot of interesting questions to ponder there. Uh, so let's turn now to another concept, and that is traveling in time and the separation of life from death. Now, remember when we discussed that when Edgar Casey in trance could go back in time and tell a girl's parents that her problem was caused by falling on a carriage step years earlier? Well, logically, you might conclude that he traveled in time to witness that event. Likewise, if you re read any of uh, Joe McMonagall's books, you might conclude that he travels through time and space. Both gentlemen maintain that we all have latent capabilities to do what they did. Assume for the moment that after 2075, many of us will begin to exercise those capabilities and travel through time. Let's also assume that we have the ability to visit various probabilities of events that are happening, quote, at the same time, close quote. If that does prove to be the case, then it follows that many of us would be able to pass through many of our physical lives and the periods in between, which we currently call death, but which are very likely many times more creative and enjoyable than our current physical lives. In that case, there would obviously be no fear of physical death. Instead, we'd simply perceive and experience various states of being, some in the physical body with its limitations and some out of it without those limitations. We'd also be able to experience probable lives that were or different, uh, <clears throat> different from what we experience in our earth lives. We might experience probable between-life experiences as well, since there's no reason to assume that there will not be probable between-life experiences just as there are probable life experiences. Seth said we would for some time withhold our ability to experience future lives. But if we can experience past and probable lives and between life experiences, what's the point of bothering to experience earth life anymore? That's a pretty good question. It might be that many of us, as spiritual entities, we go on to other realities with different root assumptions having learned and grown uh, all we could here uh, through the human time-space illusion experience. Or a lot of us could still be tied to physical Earth existence with many of its limits and also its uh, joys and pleasures. Well, <clears throat> in that case, our ability to perceive the outcomes of various probabilities might guide us in choosing which experiences we want to, quote, make real in our physical human time-space experience. Now, 
or, or, you know, it might simply make life a lot more interesting being able to experience firsthand historical events that have the most meaning for us, as well as what happened in various probable versions of those events. This might present new challenges to our creativity, right, as we apply our abilities to focus in one or another probability and then make just one of them the one that we experience most vividly in our total overall experience. A lot of challenges there indeed, and we'll end this uh, session here. And in the next session, we'll start talking about what might disappear after 2075, or what might not disappear. Again, I'm Dan McEnany, uh, bringing you lessons from the helpful dead.